0: This is The Guardian.
1: Today, vapes were meant to be the game changer that ended smoking. How did they end up in the hands of so many kids?
2: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow,
3: I went to the high street the other day and uh, went into a little shop that used to be a newsagent. Of course, they don't sell newspapers very much anymore, but it's still got a lot of sweets and crisps and the sorts of things that kids would buy uh, with their pocket money on the way home from school.
1: A few days ago, journalist Sarah Bosley was out and about when she came across what's become a pretty common sight in the UK.
3: I was behind a girl who looked to me about the age of 17 or so and she bought a whole bag load of disposables uh, in all sorts of different flavors you know and she had a shopping list she had an actual list in her hand so it was you know i don't know a couple of um, strawberry flavors a couple of mint ones it really looked like somebody going into a coffee shop with an order for the whole office i had a feeling that the other people she was buying for might well be younger than she was.
1: Over the past few years, vapes have become cheaper, more colorful, available in flavors like creme brulee, peach ice, mango, double mango, even triple mango, if you're like some kind of out of control person. Point is, more and more people are turning to vaping to help them quit cigarettes, but so are children including maybe some who might never have been smokers to begin with. And now the UK government says it has a plan to get these things out of the hands of kids. Can they do it without making it harder for adults to kick smoking? From The Guardian, I'm Michael Safi. Today in Focus, the rise and maybe now fall of disposable vapes. Sarah Bosley, you're a journalist and a writer, and for many decades was The Guardian's health editor. You've been reporting on vapes and e-cigarettes since they were first introduced more than two decades ago now. Back then, what was the great hope for e-cigarettes?
3: Well, this looked like really promising, really exciting technology. You have to remember that efforts to persuade people to stop smoking had not got very far at all. I don't
2: know. I'll find out in a week.
1: We've all tried to give up smoking. It's hard, but it's the smart thing to do,
3: No, because
1: every cigarette we smoke (laughs) makes this fatty stuff get stuck in our arteries.
3: So for a long time, people had understood that nicotine was the addictive substance that kept people smoking. And actually, long before we got e-cigarettes, they were trying to find something that would deliver nicotine, but avoid the tar and the other chemicals. Because, as they used to say, people smoked for the nicotine, but they died of the tar.
1: And so then in those early years, as vapes started to come onto the market, vapes and e-cigarettes, I should say, what did they look like? What was available?
3: Oh, there were big, chunky, weird things to start with and unsexy, shall we say. And I don't think anybody thought they were going to go very far.
1: And so they're introduced as a way to try to take people who smoke and give them a way to get their nicotine hit without all the chemicals and the burning and the combustion that comes with cigarettes and the cancer and other diseases that tend to follow. But despite that, they were still pretty controversial. Why was that?
3: I think because nobody had ever really seen this before. So we just didn't know what was going to happen. And the other big suspicion came from the anti-tobacco lobby in the United States, which is massive. Those campaigners always thought they saw the hand of big tobacco behind this because they were really gunning for the tobacco companies. To some extent, they thought that they had them on the ropes, but they were still surviving and they could see that some of these tobacco companies might actually do really well if they started to market vapes as well vapes furthermore that would perhaps be a gateway then to smoking.
1: Okay, so that's the state of this debate as we get towards the end of the last decade, that vapes are promising. They potentially offer millions of people a pathway out of a deadly smoking addiction, but there's also a lot of suspicion around them
3: too. And then something changes. What happened? Well, in the past, you had these big clunky things that nobody liked the look of. And then companies like Juul, which was a startup in San Francisco, began to develop these really attractive products. And they were much smaller, the size of a USB stick, and they were pretty, they had bright colors. And also, very importantly, there were lots of exciting flavors.
2: This one smells fruity. I really, really like this mango. Crème brûlée flavored. Pina colada. Strawberry yogurt. Baked banana cream beauty. Mate, that vanilla custard is banging. All sorts of
3: stuff like that. Of course, these were supposedly being marketed to young adults to stop them smoking, but immediately became very, very attractive to kids as well. And then there began to be a massive outcry in the States because you saw these things in kids' bags at school. It was a real problem and parents particularly began to get very, very agitated about it. And then just a few years ago, this whole thing got supercharged because you don't have to refill these things anymore. We've got disposables everywhere. And you're talking Elf Bar, which is a very well-known brand in the UK. These things are actually in every corner store. You can see the displays in the window where they used to have in Victorian times, sweetie jars full of humbugs or whatever. Now they've got Elf Bars instead, jewel colours and lovely flavours. And any kid who looks to be over 18 at least, can go in there and buy them.
1: And so as this industry changes, what do we start to see in rates of people smoking and just consuming nicotine in general?
3: We have seen a steady decline in smoking. The Office for National Statistics in the UK, the earliest statistics they've got over 2011, and at that time 20% of the adult population had smoked. By 2020, it was 14%. Hmm. 2021, 13.3%. So what you're seeing is a steady decline. And a lot of people think that e-cigarettes, vaping has actually helped. People find it much easier to give up, it seems, by vaping, which they continue to do, of course, rather than using nicotine chewing gum or even going cold turkey, which, of course, is really tough.
1: Well, that's really positive.
3: Yeah, but while we've got this drop-in adult smoking rates, which is terrific. There is a downside to the whole vaping business, and that is that it's going up in children. We've got more toilet cubicles per pupil than we've ever had as a school before, and we noticed that the demand on our toilets was greater than ever before. So we started to look and think, why were young people wanting to use the toilet cubicles and why were the queues? And then we realised that many were going in there to vape in 2023, more than 20%. So one in five said they would tried vaping. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's up from 16% the year before. And Most say that's just once or twice. That's probably just to try it out. But then you've got the kids, and we're talking about under 18s here, who say they are current vapers. And since 2021, there've been more current vapers amongst the under 18s than current smokers. Last year, the percentage was 7.6% compared to 3.6% the year before. So you can see why people start to get worried. It's the curve as much as anything else. It's going up fast. So Sarah, are these
1: kids who might have otherwise been smoking, but instead they're doing this other form of consuming nicotine that we think is less harmful? Or are they kids who got the anti-smoking messages when they were young, would never have touched a cigarette, but have found their way now to a vape instead?
3: Well, it depends who you speak to, you know. So the public health authorities and people like Ash in the UK, Action on Smoking and Health, who do a regular survey every year, all believe that these are kids who probably would have tried cigarettes anyway. And let's face it, you know, it is better for them to try vaping than to try smoking cigarettes. But of course we don't want them to get hooked at all. It's hard to know because you can't find out whether that child would ever have smoked a cigarette, can you?
1: What do we know about the risk to kids and young people especially from vaping, from inhaling nicotine in this way?
3: You really wouldn't want any child, and I'm talking about somebody under the age of 18, using these things, frankly, because they are still growing. And the NHS says that there are risks to the brain, developing brain, and also to the lungs, obviously, from inhaling fumes of any sort, frankly. Some doctors and researchers do say that mood disorders are a problem. We do see from the United States quite a number of scientific studies that appear to show damage, particularly to young people. And that's physical harm, not just mood disorders. But it's interesting because there is quite a battle going on. And it's a sort of transatlantic battle, really, between those people who think that vaping does have a really important use in helping people to quit smoking, and those who think that vaping is a complete disaster. Now, a lot of those people come out of the massive battle against the tobacco companies, anti-tobacco campaigners, and a lot of scientists who are sort of affiliated with them. And they absolutely dread the idea that big tobacco is in some way involved in this and that there's a sort of second front coming from the big tobacco companies who will seduce young people into smoking cigarettes again. It's a very confusing picture for a lot of people. All we can do really is ensure that children are not going to be harmed and then leave it to adults to do what they think they need to do. I guess
1: the one area where we can definitively say disposable vapes do a lot of harm and that's unarguable is when it comes to the environment. Tell me about the effect that they have there.
3: Well, these disposable vapes are made of plastic to start with. They seem to be non-recyclable, because it's very hard to remove the lithium battery that's inside them.
1: Five million disposable vapes are thrown away in the UK every week. They litter our streets, and the government says they threaten the health of the growing number of children using them.
3: Now, of course, lithium is a very valuable commodity, and Greenpeace have pointed out that you could make thousands more electric cars, you know, if you manage to use these lithium batteries. But at the moment, they are just not designed in that way. So they all go to landfill.
1: So, Sarah, we're in this situation where vapes were introduced to help adult smokers transition away from cigarettes. And now we find ourselves in a place where they're used by kids at rates that no one had ever imagined before. As that started to happen in the UK and around the world, what have governments started to try to do about it?
3: Every country now is really alarmed at the number of kids who are using these things. So you've got A lot of government's taking action. The United States is on it, although they have real difficulties because their regulatory system is not across the country. It's not federal. What has happened instead is that action's been taken through the courts, for instance. I'm
2: proud to stand up here today with a message to e-cigarette and vaping manufacturers. If you set your sights on our children, we will set our sights on you. And six of the
3: U.S. states, plus the District of Columbia, did take legal action against Jewel, which resulted in a settlement in April last year, in which Jewel was ordered to pay $462 million. Plus, there were various restrictions imposed. And they can't use any marketing that features people under the age of 35 any longer.
1: This means Juul has now reached settlements with 47 states and U.S. territories after the company has been accused of aggressively marketing its products towards high schoolers with its flavored pods and youthful ads.
3: Australia has announced that e-cigarettes can be available only on prescription for the future. So that's a ban on any consumers buying them in shops.
0: The government is now trying to turn off the supply tap for those disposable vapes. Those are the ones usually found in the hands of children. So from tomorrow, importing disposable vapes will be illegal, meaning any found at the
3: border will be destroyed. New Zealand, they have banned most disposable vapes and the flavours that appeal to children And perhaps most interesting is China, because this is where a lot of our vapes are coming from, the disposable vapes, but they are not for sale within China itself. China does not allow the sale of e-cigarettes at all, but there are other reasons for that. It has a very powerful state monopoly on cigarette production. So they are quite prepared for Chinese businessmen to export e-cigarettes to the rest of the world, but you can't use them in mainland China itself.
1: And up to this point, what's the approach that the UK was taking towards vapes and e-cigarettes?
3: I think the UK was hoping that the problem would go away, frankly. We do have regulations, so it's illegal now for anybody under the age of 18 to buy these vapes, but it's pretty easy to get hold of them nonetheless. So I think what we had was a situation where The public health people would like them to be available and quite widely available for people who are smoking and who would like to quit. So the government was going down that road because actually the cost to the NHS of people being treated for smoking related diseases and dying of smoking is enormous.
1: Interesting. So the UK kind of stood apart from other countries by saying, yeah, there are clouds of suspicion around vapes, but ultimately they're better than smoking. So we're going to try to promote them rather than repress them.
3: Yes, we went for harm reduction. So you allow something else, which you know to be a little bit problematic, to be used instead. It's like methadone instead of heroin. You allow somebody to use something that's going to take the edge off their withdrawal symptoms. In this case, vapes instead of cigarettes. But it's come back to bite them because it's taken off amongst kids and nobody likes it.
1: And so now what is the government going to do about it?
3: Now the government is going to ban all the disposables. They're putting a bill through Parliament and that's just obviously to make it a lot more difficult for kids to get hold of them.
1: The children shouldn't be vaping. We don't want them to get addicted. We still don't understand the full long-term health impacts of vaping. So it's right that we take strong action to stamp this out. That's what we're doing. Banning disposable vapes, taking powers to go after the flavours, the appearance, the packaging where vapes are displayed in stores, but also improving enforcement, making it easier to levy on-the-spot fines at retailers who shouldn't be selling to kids. Taken together, it's a strong set of measures so we can improve our children's health. It's the right long-term thing for the country. So then this decision by the UK to consider banning disposable vapes, it is an about turn for this government. It's a different approach to the way the UK has been looking at this now for more than two decades.
3: It is. And it's really in response to the public outcry, really distress, you know, over what kids are doing. But at the same time, The government has not stopped being anxious about smoking and looking for ways to bring that down. They have announced, of course, this decision to ban smoking completely for anybody born after 2009. Hmm. Still not quite sure how that's going to work, but it will be illegal for the young to smoke one of these days. And so
1: what has the vaping industry said in response to what the UK says it's going to do to ban disposables altogether?
3: Well, the industry, of course, doesn't like it. They say that they don't market towards kids. They think that the legislation should be enough. You know, it is illegal for under 18s to buy these things. But I think what they might try to do is go down the road of making the disposables non-disposable, or at least less disposable. The sort of things they can do are to add a USB point so that these things can be charged and refilled.
1: Interesting. So they could potentially get around this disposables ban by adding something small, tweaking it so there's like a USB port, and suddenly this device is not disposable anymore.
3: Yes, that's right. Uh, Whether it will still be as widely sold is the real issue.
1: Coming up, how to crack down on kids vaping without losing the war on smoking.
2: I'm the Guardian Science editor, Ian Sample, and host of the Guardian Science
1: Weekly podcast, where I explore the news, breakthroughs, and discoveries in health, tech, the environment, and so much more. Just search for Science Weekly wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe.
2: Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
0: and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today in focus today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, slash today in focus.
1: So one thing we know definitively about drugs is that making them illegal doesn't really stop people, especially young people from using them. So can you actually use legislation to stamp out disposable vapes or are we at risk of just creating a new black market for a new way of inhaling a drug?
3: I think it's a real problem and it, it is human nature as you say, it's is what kids do. You want to try these things. You know, it's the things that the adults are doing and also the things that get you high. Those are experiences that you want. So you're not going to stop kids experimenting, but you can make it a little more difficult when it's so easy.
1: Sarah, you've been covering efforts to cut smoking rates. What do you make of the fact that these vapes that you saw introduced as a kind of way to help people get off cigarettes now becoming conflated with children? And, you know, this perception that basically... We introduced this thing to solve one problem and it ended up creating another problem.
3: I think it's really sad that we haven't been able to use vapes in a way that's safe for people who are addicted smokers just to get off smoking without any consequences for our kids. It clearly is out of hand. That's what's gone on. I think there is a way back from this, though. You know, disposables. Probably shouldn't exist um, for all sorts of reasons, including the environmental ones. Certainly, they shouldn't be in shops. And look, you know, we have plain packaging now for cigarettes. Why don't we have plain packaging for vapes as well? And certainly, I don't think there's any place for all the flavors. So you take away the pretty smells and the pretty packets. And they'll be a lot less attractive to kids and you can make them less easy to get hold of by putting them behind the counter. So you can do those sorts of things and reserve them still for those people who really do want to quit smoking.
1: So what you're saying is it's possible to deal with the worst effects of vaping, but without getting rid of that original dream of something that would help people get off cigarettes, this thing that we know for sure is far deadlier.
3: Yes, absolutely. I think we are in danger of throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. We do need to have vapes around to help those people who are addicted to smoking. And I'm sure all of us know somebody who is, or has been, or who has died of cancer as a result of it. It's a really, really terrible thing. And what we really need actually is a medically regulated e-cigarette vape, whatever you like to call it, in this country. And they haven't got that yet. And the reason for it is that the big tobacco companies who've got the money to trial these things haven't taken them through all the regulatory hoops that they need to. So if you could get an actually officially approved medical device, then the NHS doctors could prescribe that to people who smoke and we might be a long way down the road.
1: Sarah, thank you very much. You're very welcome. That was Sarah Bosley, a journalist and writer. She wrote a really fascinating long read about the controversy around vaping. It's called The Great Vape Debate. Are e-cigarettes saving smokers or creating new addicts? Just search for Guardian and Great Vape Debate to find it. And that is it for today. This episode was produced by Ned Carter-Miles. Sound design was by Solomon King. The executive producer was Elizabeth Casson. And we're back with you tomorrow.